Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Welcome, everybody, back to That's How I Roll. I'm your host, Jeremiah Isley. Thanks for joining us once again for episode 77. If you can believe it, we're 77 episodes into this thing. I've got some cool stuff coming at you today. Going to give you a quick rundown before we get going here. We're going to stop by and take a look at the What's Up Weekly, where I'll give you some cool news of things going on here at Theology of Games and in my life and whatever else (laughs) might be happening. Uh, uh, We're going to do a drive-by review this week of Isle of Monsters from Mayday Games. Stick around for that. It's actually a pretty cool game. I think you guys are going to enjoy it if you haven't played it already. And we're going to talk some real talk. And today's topic is professionalism. So there's a little bit of what you can expect. If any of that sounds interesting to you, Stick around because we're going to go right now. So what's up weekly? What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. Indiegogo is going on. Now, if you have had any kind of contact with Theology of Games on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or on our blog or wherever, you know we're going to Origins and it's going to be awesome. How awesome will it be? Well, that kind of is why I'm talking about Indiegogo. Uh, The better our Indiegogo campaign goes, the better our presence will be, the better our booth will look, all those kind of things. Um, We've got some really cool stuff planned and we hope that we can pull it off Uh, Otherwise, we'll just get really super creative and it'll be a lot of fun anyway. But enough about that. Here's what I've got going on with the Indiegogo campaign. And I think you're going to be really excited about this. We've got a really cool contest going on. Yes, you know it. I love giving away stuff. It's one of the things that we really, really enjoy doing at Theology of Games. We at least try to, at least once a year, if not twice or more, we try to have contests where we give away cool stuff. We have a lot of friends in the gaming industry who help us out with that. They give us some cool prizes to give away. Uh, This contest is actually kind of born out of a little bit of my own personal income, if you will, where we have a couple prizes that are sponsored, but uh, we've got some really sweet prizes for you. And here's how you enter the contest. This contest is a referral contest, and it's one of the few ways you can actually run a contest, I guess, quote unquote, legally through Indiegogo. Basically, all you have to do is have an Indiegogo account, which you can do for free. You just go sign in, create an account, and boom, you're good to go. Then what you're going to do is you're going to search for Theology of Games. Look for us. It will come up in a search. Uh, it says send the, the name of the campaign is send origin or send Theology of Games to Origins Game Fair. 
Once you go to our page, use those share tools that are there. If you use that link button that shows up right near the top, you're going to get a link that is customized to your account. It's a customized link. It's the only one like it. You get your very, very own. And then go share the campaign. As people click that link and hopefully become backers, Indiegogo keeps a running tally of that for us. We know exactly who referred who and how much money was backed and all that sort of thing. And then we're going to award prizes to the top three referrers. All right. So it's super easy. All you have to do is share. If you are the type of person that likes to share things on social media, this is right up your alley. You can email it to your friends. You can blast it on Twitter. Whatever you want to do, uh, when people click your link, you will get credit for anything that is backed uh, after clicking that link, and you will be in the running for these awesome prizes. What are these awesome prizes? I'll tell you what they are. The third place prize. Now, this is just the third place prize, right? You're going to get a copy of Hanabi, which won the spiel a few years ago. Great little co-op game. I love it. It's an awesome game. You're going to get a copy of Nyet, which is a trick-taking game. One of the coolest trick-taking games that's come out in a long time, in my opinion, from Yellow Games. And then you're going to get the Chameleon, which everybody is saying is kind of like the Spyfall killer. Uh, Scott reviewed this and talked about this over on Board Games FM. He really enjoys it. It's, uh, it's a really cool game and you can get a copy. That's that's third place. All three of those prizes, you get third place in this referral contest, boom, that package shows up to your door with those games inside. Second place, we've got a copy of Escape, The Curse of the Temple, which is one of my favorite dice rolling games. It's a real-time co-op. You're rolling dice, you're going through a temple, trying to get all these uh, these crystals or these gems or whatever so you can get out of the, the temple before the soundtrack closes you in and you run out of time. So, so fun. It's a great, great game. Uh, you're going to get a copy of Decrypto, which is the newest from uh, Yellow Games. It's a social deduction type game. Again, Scott mentioned that, I believe on Board Games FM, said it's a great, great game. I actually haven't even played it yet. I just picked it up and I said, I'm giving this to somebody. And then uh, Isle of Sky, which was in the running for the spiel, I think last year. I've played this game a couple times. I picked up a copy for the contest. It's great. It's really, really fun. It's from Mayfair Games. So that is the problem prize pack for second place. Pretty amazing, right? It gets better. So first place is awesome. All right. So first of all, we had a new addition to the first place package, Drop It from Cosmos and Tams. They they wrote us, we emailed them about the Indiegogo campaign and they said, hey, can we contribute a game to the contest? And I said, by all means, you certainly can. So they are going to send you out a copy for the first place winner they're going to get a copy of Drop It. And um, also in that, uh, in, in that package for the first place winner is a copy of Azul, which has been like the hottest thing on Instagram. I see all these pictures of it. Uh, it sounds great. Again, I haven't played it. I just went and picked up a copy for the contest. So Azul's coming out to you. A copy of Space Base, which is just released super hot from AEG. Love this game. I reviewed it a few episodes ago. Check that out if you haven't heard about it. Uh, really, really great game. I think you'll enjoy it. And a copy of Charterstone from Stonemeyer Games. That's 
all four of those games is the first place package uh, prize pack for this referral contest. And all you have to do is share that link. Go sign in on Indiegogo, find us, share the link. And as people back, you your entry rises and rises and rises. So there it is. That's the What's Up Weekly. Other than I've just been super busy with the show that I'm working on, which is part of the Real Talk segment. We'll talk about that more. So, um, and I'm also, the weather has finally broken here in Ohio and the pool battle 2.0 will commence very, very soon. Not billiards, but my pool out back. If you listened last year, you know what I'm talking about, but that's enough of that. Let's get to this drive-by review. Whoa. Hey everyone. Look, it's time for another drive-by review. Okay, so this week, the drive-by review, like I said in the intro, is Isle of Monsters. Isle of Monsters is a game, there's a two-player variant, but it's basically a three to five-player game from Mayday Games, and it has um, it has a very cutesy kind of theme and look to it, and the concept of the game is that the players are villagers that live on this island, and it's a paradise. It's this great island, and we love it, but we don't want to let anybody else know how amazing it is. So what we do is we capture monsters that live on the island, and we train them to scare. And whoever has the scariest monsters ends up winning because you're trying to protect your island from tourists in the outside world. So that's the theme. The monsters, the artwork and everything is very cute and fun and cartoonish and very friend, like family-friendly kind of style-looking game. Uh, so here's, here's a little bit how the game plays. You, there's a center island uh, board that goes out, and then there's modular like side islands that you kind of put out uh, from that center one, kind of like spokes, like in a wheel. Uh, and then players will have a player board that has three cages on it, and those will go, you set it up so so those side islands are in between you and the players that are around you. So uh, you'll have your player board in the middle, of, right in front of you, and then you'll have two side islands that are directly adjacent to you, and you share that with your neighboring players. You're going to set it up, there's some, a bunch of like different food tokens that are in a bag, you put some of those on the center island, you put two of those on each of the side islands, and then you're also going to put in a certain amount of cards, depending on how many players, and these cards have the different monsters on them. You will shuffle those up, you'll put a, a, a certain amount on the, uh, on the side islands, and you're pretty much ready to go at that point. Now, this game, when you... When I, when I start to describe this, and I, I'll kind of give like a quick overview and give a little more detail, you're probably going to go, oh man, that sounds sounds like there are, there's a lot to this game. And there sort of is, but there isn't. I would, if I had to describe this game design, I would say it's very streamlined. It's very succinct. There's, there's really not a lot of fat to trim on this game. Uh, there, you play it in in phases. You play you play rounds that have basically three, well, four phases. Like the fourth one is 
is clean up or replenish or something, which is basically like getting ready for the next phase. But the three phase or the next round, but the three phases are nurture, mature, and scare. Now it sounds like, oh my gosh, there's three phases. I got to do all this stuff. But here's the thing. The nurture phase is very, very simple. You are either going to capture or feed or pass. All right. So you're either going to go and you're going to capture one of the monsters that's on the two islands, the two side islands that you can reach. So there might be monsters, you know, depending on how many players are out there that you just can't get to. And that's how that works. You are you're it's almost uh, seven wonders ish in that you only deal with the players that are adjacent to you for a lot of things. So you're you have to choose if you're going to capture one of those cards and then you put it in your cage in a cage on your board. You only have three cages. If you have if you're full, uh, your your board's full, you can't capture. And then you're going to choose to feed. Now each of these monster cards has uh, a certain number of icons on them that match the food tokens. They also have a numeric value for like how powerful they are, and they have a type. There's three types: there's earth, water, and fire. So you're going to put these monsters on your cages. If you're going to feed them, you're going to take, again, from those two side islands or the center island, the food that you need to feed these monsters. Once everybody passes during this phase, then you move on to the mature phase. The mature phase is very simple. You just look at your board and you go, oh, have I fed these monsters completely? Meaning, is there any icon that I haven't put a food token on that matches it? If you have fed any of them completely, you take those tokens off, you put them back in the bag, and then you take, you make a stack of your, your mature monsters face down right in front of you. That's it. That is the complete, that's the mature phase. So after that, you move on to the scare phase. The scare phase has two different uh, things going on here. Basically, what you're going to do is you're going to pick up all those mature monsters that you have and you are going to however many you want at a time. And this is some of the strategy that comes in. You're going to pick one type that you have and you're going to play one or more of them and put them face down. And then when everybody is ready, you flip them over. Now, there's two ways you score points right now. First, you're going to scare the crowd. And you do that by adding up your numeric value of the monsters that you put down. So if you put down one card and it's only worth one, then you're probably not going to get these points because somebody else might put down two monsters uh, and, and so on, and they, they're going to beat you. But you're for the scaring the crowd, you're adding the numeric value. Now, again, you have to play the same type. You can't play mixing types uh, when you do this. After that, you, you add them up you get three points for winning that round. If, you, if you're if you scaring the crowd, you're going to get three points for that. Then you're going to try to scare your opponents. And again, it's just the, the opponents that are directly adjacent to you that have played. Um, so you do actually skip players. Like if the player next to you on your left didn't play any monsters this time, then you would skip over to the next adjacent player that did play and it's basically like a rock paper scissors type thing uh fire beats earth earth beats water water beats fire and uh so you don't worry about the numeric values at this point you're just trying to scare your opponent's monsters 
And you get one point for each opponent that you scare. So if you scare both the opponents on your left and right, you get two points total. And then you continue doing that. You continue playing monsters down, scaring the crowd, scaring your opponents, playing monsters down. And so there's a whole strategy to how you want to play them, how you want to kind of parse them out. Um, You can kind of know maybe your opponents don't have a lot of matured monsters and you just kind of like almost sandbag it a little bit and try to maybe get the the scarier neighbor points for that first round or two and just kind of play one card at a time. And then you can just boom, one card, three points, one card, three points, boom, 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 by scaring the crowd because they can't play anything after that because they've run out of cards. So there's some real strategy in kind of how you hold your cards. If you want to throw them all down so you can crush your opponents, um, and that's how that works. After that, after everybody's played all their cards, you basically you, you replenish everything. You put food back out on the islands. You deal out some more monsters, and you play it again. Uh, the game ends when you've dealt out all the monsters from the deck. The last when the last one is dealt, that's the last round. You play that round, and whoever has the most points wins. There it is. That's Isle of Monsters. I think this game is great. It's um. I I literally I I pretty much taught you all of the rules of the game right there in those few minutes, uh, along with some strategy tips. I we had a lot of fun with this game. I played it with uh, my wife and my kids. They all loved it. It has a very um, it's very approachable for a family game night, but it didn't feel like a kids game. I felt like there were some really fun decisions. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of diversity in in how you kind of step through the rounds. With there's choices on how you draft, you know, the monsters onto your boards and the the food that's available. So there's like these really cool heavy decisions in the nurturer phase, but then you get to the scare phase and it's like, oh, this is a completely different strategy and mecha- mechanism that I have to work here with how I play. Uh, my monsters, how I group them, how I don't group them, kind of keeping an eye on what everybody else is doing. So there's almost like this bluffing kind of thing going on with it. There's really a lot of depth to this game. But like I said, it's streamlined. It never feels cumbersome. It never feels like, okay, now we have to do all this housekeeping and, and how many cards do we deal out and what am I allowed to do here and which icon does... There's none of that. Like, there's no analysis paralysis. The game just moves right along. It's a lot of fun. Um, definitely casual gamer friendly. Definitely family friendly. You know, the whole theme is scaring people and everything, but there's nothing frightening about the cards or the artwork or anything. This is a really fun game. Every time I, I look at the box, I'm like, this game needs to be on the table more because it is just a really, really good time. And my kids request it quite a bit. Like I said, I, I have a lot of fun with this one and I, I'm really impressed by the way the game moves. And there's there's very distinct differences in, in the two main ra- uh, phases of a round, which are the nurture and the scare phase. There's very distinct differences in how you are playing the game and how you're working the game. But it, it all kind of ties together in that narrative of, we're raising monsters so that we can go to this scare arena and scare people. 
and it's it's just fantastic. I, I really enjoy it. So um, if you have a chance to check it out, it's from Mayday Games. It's I think it came out last year sometime at one of the maybe Origins or Gen Con. Um, don't hold me to that, but I, I'm pretty sure it, it did come out just recently. And it's it's a great time. It's a lot of fun. So that's it. That's Isle of Monsters from Mayday Games. Get yourself a copy of that if you want to have a good time. Do you have a question for Jeremiah? A topic you'd like to hear him tackle? Just shoot him an email at theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at theologyofgames. All right, so real quick for this week's Real Talk segment, I wanted to talk about professionalism. So as I mentioned earlier in the show, I've been working a lot these last like three and a half, four weeks now, and I have been working on a show. Uh, As you know, I do a lot of live theater and live sound production and things like that. Well, I've been working on a live theatrical production of Curious George, and the Golden Meatball. Now, this is obviously a highly literary show, and <laughs> there's uh, it's it's high art that we're performing here. It's not really. It's it's a kids show, obviously. Um, but the cool thing about it is, typically when I do shows like this, I do sound design, and I come in. Uh, you know, maybe a week before we hit tech week and we start teching the show with lights and sound and costumes. And I, I get in and I start recording voiceovers if there's anything there, if I need to go record sound effects, things like that. Well, this one's a musical and I've had to do a lot of work um, kind of helping get the cues in shape as they learn how to sing and dance and do all the things that are going on on stage. I've been a part of the entire rehearsal process. And uh, the cool thing about this is it's a professional theater. And um, these these actors, you know, you could you could easily say, and I know so, so many people who would say, why are we working so hard? This is Curious George. You know, this is a goofy kids show. It's... Uh, you know, it's it's below me to be working so hard on a show and putting in so many hours and whatever it is that they want to say. And and that is not the attitude in rehearsal. That's not the attitude. We we opened this morning. We we'd had uh, school shows this morning and we we have shows this weekend. It has been let's go to work. We we just walk in and we everybody starts working and it's been very, very cool to see that side of it because I know so many people that wouldn't take that professional bent, uh, uh, you know, that professional attitude into a project like this. And um, it's been very, very cool to see that hard work go into something. And by the way, it pays off because the, the show, even though it is absolutely a kid's show through and through, it is so entertaining. It is so fun. It is so cool to watch these actors, these performers do such a great job on something because they care so much about doing something well to help 
these kids that are going to see this have a, a great and positive experience in the theater. So I don't know. I just kind of wanted to throw that out there and and talk about that because I think um, I think when we set ego aside, we really set up other people to to enjoy something, to have uh, just a better experience all around. You know, it's very easy to say, uh, I'm so above this. I'm so, um, this, I can't believe I'm, I'm working on this or I'm doing that. You know, a, a lot of people would look at a, a lot of ga- the gaming community and go, why are you guys talking so much about games? And why are you so passionate about playing games? Um, but there are so many people that work so hard to play, to play games and to make games and to promote the hobby. And there's no hint of why would, why wouldn't do that? You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm doing this for a paycheck or I'm doing this for whatever it's, well, this is what we love. And if we put our ego aside, then that's when quality comes out. So I don't know. Anyway, I just want to bring that up because I think it's cool to, to call to light when people are professionals and when they put in hard work and what it can mean and what it can do for others and future generations. So there it is. That's my Real Talk segment for this week. All right, well, I'm going to get out of here. That's all I've got for you this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Once again, please, 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 if you have a chance and you want to share the Indiegogo links, create your own account. Get that that link that is unique to you so you can get in on the prizes. Um, thanks to everybody who has already done so and who has already contributed to the campaign. We really, really appreciate it. You're helping us out so, so much. Um, we are so looking forward to Origins and being there and being a part of all the madness. It's going to be a blast. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can always do that. Hit us up at theologyofgames at gmail.com or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Those are the main ways that you can find us. And of course, you can go to theologyofgames.com. Find all of our written reviews. We've got some cool news pieces that have gone up this last week. Uh, There's lots of stuff going on there. And of course, Theology of Games podcast is a monthly installment and Board Games Daily or Board Games FM is a daily installment as well. So we've got plenty of content for you guys to find out there on the interwebs. Thanks again so much for tuning in. Until next time, just remember, I'm Jeremiah Isley, and yes, that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.